You're listening to Sideshow Network. Check out all of our shows at sideshownetwork.tv. Look at my hair. He has great hair. He's the golden man god. Is that why he's orange? Well, he, in the comics, is everybody, he, apparently, when you look at his skin, mm-hmm. it's gold. Oh, I see. But he does, in this case, look more, more like Hulk Hogan than he does. Yeah, he really does. Hulk Hogan Hulk. with no mustache. Yeah. He's just almost, he's so tan, he's almost purple. <laughs> ah! I don't know what else. What other noise does Adam Warlock make? Mm. All right, there you go. There's your toy. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the worst collection ever. Here on Sideshow Network and Comics on Comics, brought to you by Comics on Comics, where the greatest comic minds meet the greatest minds in comics. This is Sean. And I'm Jen. And of course, every week we bring you selections from our comic book collection that are less than great. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, we, we've, we've, how do you say it? We've come into contact. We, we've come into some comics. However, I just want to say shout out to our special guest, the Adam Warlock action figure. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was. We were just talking about him at the start of the show. Um, Sean found an Adam Warlock action figure. Well, for $2, the Toy Biz version of the Adam Warlock uh, action figure with the supposed to be light up, uh, light up eyes and uh, Infinity Gem. However, uh, since this toy is i'd say almost 20 years old yeah he probably needs a new battery he needs a new battery yes indeed so special guest adam warlock and he is sans cape but he has a staff which i find to be very impressive well we can make him a cape i'll make him a cape and we'll uh and life will be great and he'll be great anyway so yeah we have um we've acquired a couple of comics not a couple i think is an understatement uh many comics over this last week Right, yeah. It's, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, this is so the worst collection. Is a, well, the funny thing is, is like it's worst collection ever, and it's technically an, an addendum to my collection as a child. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. So some of those are comics you had as a child that right. we have uh, recently reacquired. Right, so. and uh, we are going to do two of them, uh, two of them today, which I am. Hot Actually, off but, the old collection press. But I'm, I'm kind of excited about these, because this one, looks so we've got Fantastic Force, number one, <laughs> and we've got a Jimmy, uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. From 1965. 1965, number 85. So, so you know. So which one do you want to do first? <laughs> Whichever one you want. I, I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, let's do the Fantastic Force first. All right. Well, this is very, it's very shiny. Let's, okay, so let's just is, start out by saying this cover is it's, shiny. It's 90s as fuck. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> I, I will say this much: I bought this because it was shiny, and because it came out in 1994. And you were a raccoon, and you like shiny things. Yes. Yes. Okay. I came out, and I remember. I remember going to a comic book store here in Buffalo because uh, we're actually we're in Buffalo. Yes, right coming now. to you from exciting Buffalo, New York, uh, this week, and um, we were able to get a handle. Uh, I remember going to. This bookstore called Flight into Fantasy, which was uh, in South Buffalo, and I would often go there because right down it was right down the street from a place I used to bowl for when I was a teenager mm-hmm. on Saturdays, and me and our friend Benny would go to 
the comic book store. We used to hang out there and just, you know, buy random stuff. And I don't know where I had the money to buy this stuff because, you know. Well, maybe allowance. Maybe, like, mow the lawn or something. I guess I had some sort of allowance because I didn't have a steady job. But um, I was excited to be able to purchase, you know, comics here and there. And this came out. I, I didn't read Fantastic Four leading up to Fantastic Four leading up to this, but this is this book is a direct um, successor to successor to Fantastic Four, which was still going on at the time. But you know what they needed was a Fantastic Four book with without the Fantastic Four. without the Fantastic Four, but you know more hip kids nineties. Yes, uh, directed towards the youngs. Uh, so that's why we have a very, like, every, this whole thing is shiny, and uh, it's called Fantastic Force. Fantastic uh, Force. So Fantastic Force, yeah. if you don't know, is uh, headed by Psylord, or a.k.a. Franklin Richards, the son of Mr. Fantastic and yes. Sue Richards, yeah. uh, the Invisible Girl. Yeah. Also features Devlor, who's an inhuman that turns into an ape man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Huntara, who is... Who may or may not be um, Franklin Richards' sister from an alternate universe. Yes. And then there's also Vibraxis, who is basically a... the vibe of the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, he's yeah, Jason. That's what he is. That's his power. Well, no, the vibe of the Marvel universe would be Richter, the mutant from X Factor and or X Force and uh, New Mutants. But but this guy does the same shit. He sort of does the same shit. Um, not sort of. He's, he's, he he's from Wakanda. So he's yes, you know, he's, and well, Black Panther's in this too. Black Panther's in it too. Mm-hmm. Black Panther's kind of like their Professor X in this sort of thing. Yeah. But, um. So yeah. So we start this book, and this is oh, when it, what year is this from? It's from uh, November nineteen ninety four. All right, November nineteen ninety four, uh, number one, and we start this book, and the Fantastic Four are no more. I guess so. They're, they're... I feel like this is the millionth time they've quit. They've quit. They've given up. They've said, fuck it. So now it falls well, down to Something these happened guys. where... Um, I don't know. You see the thing, like, sadly walking away. Something happened where... Some point. Uh, I think Reed, Reed's supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. So Fantastic Four, uh, they, you know, they, they, um, they, dis- you know, they gave up. And so... Franklin Richards came back from an alternate universe because basically he's a mutant with psionic powers. And he's like as superior as like um, Mr. Ra- Professor Rax or Jean Grey. So I have a question. Is he his son in this universe or is he his son in an alternate universe? He's, I think he's the current son, but he is aged Prematurely aged because he was in a different universe. Because he was in a different universe and he needed to be able to control his powers. So they sent him over there? They said, so his his grandfather, the time-traveling Nathaniel Richards, took him into an alternate universe where he may also be sisters with Hintara here. And, uh... So then he could come back. Yeah. When he was old. When he's older and he's able to, you know, handle his... Cosmic juice. All right, we're on powers. the same page now. Yeah. All right. So um, he's like, oh, you know, my fa- family's. He gone. looks very angry at this this he's panel. Grimacing. I have to say, he's, he's grimacing and like it looks like uh, waves of rage are coming out of his ears. 
Yeah, they are actually. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's, he's wincing so, so hard. Mad. He's wincing so hard he's with rage. Clenching his teeth. You know he's talking through him. He's just like, oh, I'm so angry. Uh, and he's like, but he's upset about his family dying, and Huntara's like, fuck your family. Yeah, Huntara doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give a shit. She hits it with her axe, a table with her axe full of like. She's like, I'm wearing a fabulous headpiece that like drag queens would kill to get their hands on. That's a pretty good headpiece. It's a great headpiece. It really is. It's a very, very good headpiece. And she's got like this big flaming axe thingy. It's a, yeah, exactly. I forgot what her, her powers are. It looks like a battle are. axe. I don't know. It's a battle axe, but it's got some sort of like. It has some sort of power. Juice power to yeah. it. So. This is the 90s. Who cares? And of course, like, he's angry and she's like, I don't care and tries to like slice him with the axe. And uh, Black Panther has to be like, uh, guys, no. Guys, let's chill. You know, you're going to stay here with us, whatever. And so then we're introduced to some other people. Well, he's like... Wherever you know, they are. They're in... Wherever Black Panther is staying. He's in some hotel. They're in New York. They're in the right, embassy. Right, they're, they're... Okay, they're in the embassy. The Wakanda embassy. So this is where Black Panther is, and they're hanging out with him. And then we run into Vibraxis. Oh, sorry. Uh, Vibraxis is... Yeah, he's having a party. Doing, like, a an exhibition. Fighting his uh, robots and stuff. He's basically doing a training exercise. Yeah, fighting some robots, and he gets... Uh, blindsided and Huntara comes in and steps in because she's kind of dumb to, you know, she thinks she just wants to, she's just angry. Well, because it looks like he's going to get taken out by one of the robots. Mm -hmm. So she steps in to try to help him. And he's like, I wasn't going to get hurt. They're programmed not to hurt me. You've made me look bad in front of my king. Mm. Uh, Screw you, lady. And then this other guy comes in. Devlor. Devlor, he like, but he's a regular human. Devlor is what we know, he's an inhuman. Well, no, but he looks like a regular human and then he turns into a monkey. Yeah, he turns into ape man. Big ape. So he Big comes pink ape. He comes running in and he's like, I heard a crash. And Vibraxis is like, oh, you're an idiot. And he's like, man, I'm going to fight you for that. So he turns into a big old monkey. Yeah, pretty much. And then there's a lot of yelling and a lot impossible of punching, punching. I mean, this is the way you introduce people to each other all the time in a this comic is, book. This is in the first book of the comic. This yeah, is every first, comic first... book. It's like you can't have a team unless the minute that they see each other on panel, they try to punch each other in the face. This is pretty much the New Fifty Two. Yeah. In the first three yeah. pages. Yeah. This is this is it. This so, is Marvel's version of the New Fifty Two. So we're out on the street and uh, Claw is hiding out. Uh, wearing the questions outfit. Yeah, he's wearing a... He's, wearing a, he's got a, like, you know, a little... Which I think is hilarious. He's, he's wearing Dawn Draper's cast-offs. I like that. I like that, that instead of trying to dress up in any other way, they always have to wear the trench coat. And, and a hat. Maybe it's just the easiest to draw. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But he goes ahead and he destroys a newsstand because somebody asks him to pay for some newspaper and he's like, fuck that. Nothing happens because of that, which I'm surprised. Well, he's, he saw that... Black Panther is in town. Yeah, he, yeah he's upset. And he's like, Argh! And so he, again, clenching teeth, anger, rage. So then we cut back to their little hideaway thing, and uh, they're just hanging out. Well, is he from the future to the... In- no, the- he's from Inhumans. He's from the moon. Wait. Okay, I don't know anything about Inhumans. The Inhumans live in the moon. Sure they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, inside of it? Or like somewhere on the, the on the dark side of it. Uh, yeah, or? somewhere somewhere on the moon. They moved the Transformers on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> and you know, and he's yeah. So he but he escaped, I guess, because mm-hmm. he didn't want to be a part of that. So he wants to live. You know, he wants to be an adventure. He wants to be an adventurer. And he's. It's actually I remember this distinctly because when I bought this but the book, I remember him distinctly buying or ordering. Meat discs and yes. sweet neutral brown liquid. Yes, which always amused me. Yeah, he wanted some meat discs. He's on the phone with room service. 
Which apparently there's room service and uh, wants in the Wakanda embassy. Meat discs. Which meat. I'm assuming are hamburgers. I assume he's ordering hamburgers and, and cola. like, you know, Pepsi or whatever. He's ordering some Pepsi, but he's just like, hmm, oh, I'll order some meat discs. And mm. they're like, whatever, whatever, Harry boy. Yeah. So we get more flashbacks about them, you know, about, about the reasons why. They're here. They're here. Yeah. We've got this ridiculous shot here, too, of Huntara trying to kick somebody. And it's just like... Holy shit, look at how long her leg is. Right? That's exactly why I said it's ridiculous. Her leg is longer than, I think, any... It's almost the entire panel. It's just this huge... It's infinitely larger than... I it's mean, way I, bigger I, than her torso. That's Yeah. Sure. And it, it is, it's ridiculous. It it's looks comically like, big. Like, if she would probably be about eight and a half feet tall <laughs> in real life, if that's how long her legs were. And it's, like, also weird, because she's, like, you could, just her outfit looks like she's not wearing, like, any underwear. Yeah, well, yeah, it's one of those, like... At the waist, and then goes down, so you can see the sides of her hips. So I don't know how she keeps her vagina from being on display. I mean, she does high vagina kicks. Yeah, (laughs) clearly she has no shame. Well, here, this I also had a question because they're as they're doing this thing. uh, This what's his name again? Franklin. Okay, Franklin goes. Oh, he gets a a flash of his um, some sort of sense. What is it called? I can't see it from here. He has a is um. He calls it the Hound Scars? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Apparently there's something to do with, like, because he has his armor. Because he went to the future to basically contain his, you know, learn how to contain his... Right, his power. Powers, and they gave him some sort of armor to mm-hmm. do that. And I think that that's something to do with this. But, like, are they actual, like, is that what this is on his face? Are these actual scars? Or I think like... some sort of scars. That's what he's, that's so what he's pointing out. So, do they tingle when he feels danger? Is that what happens? I don't know. That's ridiculous. Maybe. It's I have been... tingly scars that detect danger. Yeah. Okay. Tingly scars. So, uh, Claw breaks in. Claw shows up, and he's made a pure sound, and he's just weighing lace to everybody. Yeah. He's just kicking ass. As he should, because he's fucking Claw, and he's awesome. Yeah. So he's kicking ass. You know, he's not, he's slapping around the Vibraxis kid. And then uh, Franklin gets his armor from... Gazentite. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my. Franklin gets his, he calls his armor from subspace, which, that's not really a great place to store armor. No, that's the thing, though. There's, um, other, it's a thing in the Marvel Universe that, in Fantastic Four, like, they're, they're able to do that. It's kind of it like, like how, a pocket? Yeah, like, it's kind of like, for it's, some reason, like a garage. it's kind of like how the Creeper is able to maintain his costume. Oh, okay. I get it. Because I was just thinking, like, you know, that's kind of far, but apparently it's just like no, a pocket. No, it's something that's just right away, so... So he comes, it's he comes on, and, and of course it's got big spiky elbows. Oh, of course arms. it does. Yeah, it's it's very Iron Man. He's got one of those cowls on his face. The, yeah, that shows his hair. My favorite kind of cowl. Yeah, the best cowls. <laughs> the best cowls that don't go up over the head. So he's you know punching, and and apparently Huntara and Claw used to work together. Yeah, there's an there's an issue before this where they worked together, and she. Because she was, you know, somehow, you know, she, she's so angry and confused, like, she'll just join anybody for a fight. Yeah. And she was with them for a minute, and cause that's why she's kind of a dick most of the time here. Uh-huh. yeah. But, you know, so they're fighting, um... Fighting this guy, not doing very fighting well. Fighting Claw, 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 and, uh, you know, and then Devlor decides to join the fight, join the fight, and he kind of fucks it up. Looks Punch, like big... Punches out a window, really. He basically looks like he destroys the entire floor of his building. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. This humongous tower looks like he takes out the whole floor. 
So a lot of people are dead. Yeah, everyone's dead. Which, the, whatever, it's collateral damage, is fine. So, uh, Franklin goes after him. And he's like, you know, I think we can beat this guy. And then he, like, talks to them telepathically to be like, we have to work together, you guys. Even though though we hate each other, we have to work together to overcome the evil. Which, you know, that's usually how these things work. So there's fighting and... Actually, I love this. I didn't know that Claw can do this. Oh, what? Like create animals? We can create things out of solid sound, but I wonder if it's because if it's in a way that Green Lantern creates things. Oh, like constructs? Constructs out of solid solid sound. Mm -hmm. But here... He creates like a wildebeest yeah. to charge at them. What's a water buffalo? A water buffalo. Okay, mm-hmm. water buffalo, and it's like why not? Why not? But I mean, yeah. it doesn't look like it's energy. It looks like an actual no, water buffalo. Well, that and he they, creates. He, you know, they grab it and it and they rip it off. Yeah, and Hotaro chops it in half, and it's full of sound goodness. Yeah, sound juice. Sound juice. Gross. So, anyway, so, yeah, he's, uh, so, so they team up, you know, Vibraxis steps in and disrupts uh, Claw enough to um, distract him and kind of blow him apart. And then when he recombines himself, um, uh, Black Panther shows up with some Vibranium gauntlets, which Vibranium, the gauntlets are able to nullify the sound, the Claw. Cause yeah. uh, you know, actions and stuff. So. Right. So he punches him in the face, and that, and apparently that's enough to make him not do anything until the cops show up. Which he knocked him the fuck and he out. Doesn't even, yeah, I know, but like then he's just standing there, like oh, whatever. Like, <laughs> couldn't he like vibrate away? I don't know. Well, maybe he's got vibranium gauntlets and oh, stuff maybe, here. Maybe. I'm assuming. And so then, like everybody yells at each other, and they're like, "No, wait, let's not yell. Let's let's, let's be a be team because we're good together, guys." And, and, and we can overcome our differences, save the world. And so they become... Well, I like this part here because they're all like putting their hands on each other. And it's yeah. like, the B-sharps. <laughs> I about that. Well, I like that they do the little picture there at the bottom of Fantastic Four, just in case just you big, didn't get it. Guys, just making sure. This is like, just like the Fantastic Four, guys. Yeah. It's fucking Plunge cool. you guys with powers. They're like a family. They're going to fight each Why would he call the Fantastic Force? I don't know. Let's just call it mm, punch force. Why, why, for, why just call it force? I mean, I know it's fantastic. I know why it's called fantastic force, but yeah. it's such a lame. Well, especially because like only really only one of them has a tie to the fantastic four. That's the kid. Yeah. The rest of them are just there. Shiny. But that's like fantastic- you can't call it like the the ah. the, the pride or something because Black Panther is in charge. Yeah. That's true. Whatever. Well, that's it. The Fantastic Force number one. Whatever happened to that book? Uh, it only lasted for I think maybe eighteen issues. That sounds right. Not even that. Maybe I think it was less than that, and uh, it went away. Yeah. Were because, all the covers that shiny? No, but this shiny, one was shiny. special because you had to pay two fifty back in the day. It's funny because going through my brother's collect, going through the books that my brother has. You know, this is you know collecting back in the nineties. You see a lot of these books. And you're like, holy shit! I used to buy these. Mm. Like like Generation X number one. It's just like this. Yeah. You know, and then there's you know Maximum Clonage or Maximum this, and it's just fucking shiny as fuck. I love this tagline: Go getters who never say die. Dumb. 
This is the lamest shit. It is really terrible. But, like, but big shout out to your brother for uh, keeping it in such great condition. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, no, it's totally worth <laughs> And letting us take it back. <laughs> it's totally not worth 50 cents in a 50 cent <laughs> But it is. It's in very nice condition. <laughs> and then um, the, the cover of this, too, it's like, okay, you have, like, the whole team, except for Vibraxis, who looks like he just got his ass kicked. Right. You'd well, no, if make... you flip it over... I know, well, because you know, it shows right. them fighting claws. Right. It's a wraparound. But why would you do that on your first book and be like, yeah, know. this guy sucks, but... Yeah, have him being the only one laying down and everybody else is getting ready to fight. It doesn't make sense. And Franklin Richards is built like a trash can. I don't know if I can. He care. really is built like a trash can. Like, look how thick his waist is in that. I know, he's very, like, he's not, he's like thick, like... It just looks like he's built like you know, well, yeah. Like he, you said, he's very short. Like he's, yeah, he's short he's in the book. Squat looking and he's squat. It's just this very kind of like distracting. Yeah, and his head's really tiny compared to how thick his waist is. So you'd think that there must be at least like two feet of metal on each side of his actual body. Right. Yeah, it's a weird, weird drawing. And then she, what's her face is tiny as shit. Antara. Except for her enormous leg. <laughs> Her legs are gigantic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's ridiculous. Anyways, that's Fantastic Force number one. Yep. From November 1994. Shine on. Alright, we're back here on Worst Collection Ever here on Sci-Chi Network and brought to you by Comics on Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Oh, man. From... 1960, June 1965, number 85. This is an old one. And this this book actually, this, this is a weird book. It's got three stories in it. Well, it's a three-story book, but just a series, like this book entirely. God, so weird. It's been around, like, it, it went on for, like, a long time. You know, I mean, and I guess apparently this is people really white like this. Hmm. Jimmy Olsen. It was a simpler time. He his book is also it always finds it fascinating. It's fascinating that his book is the first appearance it holds it holds the first appearance of Darkseid. Really? Yeah. Really. It holds the appearance of Darkseid, and he looks like a regular white guy. <laughs> it's just called Darkseid. Well, no, he's he looks like. I mean, you can see the picture. It's like he's because he's on. It's like there's some sort of like TV thing, go like TV transmission or whatever, and he's only in it for like a panel, but like the way he's colored. Mm-hmm. Cause he's colored like a regular white dude, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. But he's kind of got the lines that he has on his face. Uh-huh. It's funny, but all right. So this this Yawning. freaking thing. This is a thing. This is a thing with. Well, uh, first off, before we get started with that, did you happen to read what's on the cover? On the okay, so there's the cover open oh, on the, the inside, inside cover. cover. Did you happen to read this? Um, I read through, I got to, I didn't read the whole thing, I just kind of got to the gist of it. It's just like this weird, like, public service announcement for kids to, like, do hobbies. <laughs> it's just, it's like, do you want to make a belt? Like, it's Superboy. Do you want to make a belt? Yeah, something? like, at the bottom, it's like, you could make a belt. Like, on the very last panel. It's like Superboy inviting these people to use his workshop, and this kid doesn't want to go, and Superboy's like, but you, he's like, I'm not creative, I can't go, and Superboy's like, it's okay, there's all sorts of things you can do, like, make a model plane, or make a model car, or make a belt, or this weird, like, you want to have a good hobby, like, PSA. Well, you know, I think I actually would prefer something just about about belts. I would too, but alas, and apparently that kid like makes some sort of like baseball man out of clay. 
Looks like you made it out of mashed potatoes. That, uh, yeah. I made it out of mashed potatoes. Well, that's not anything what I suggested, but, you know, it's not a belt. But, <laughs> you know, good for you. And then when they made Frank. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, they studied this issue. Yeah. They decided, <laughs> this, this was the inspiration. This was... Spielberg saw this and he was like, mashed potato belt. How can I... <laughs> or mashed potato mountain? And then he made a movie. And now he's a famous director. That's how that happens. Thanks, Superboy. Thanks, Superboy. Thanks, Frank, and your non-belt skills. <laughs> Make a belt, you guys. Make belts. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. This one's about... Um, so are there three stories in here? There are three stories in here, yeah. What story am I... I finally remember... Wait, so... Did the, you read the first one? I read this one. Here's the one with the ear. That's the one where he changes his face. Oh, and there's the one with the hand. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. All right, so here, let's go ahead and go through these because, you know, we'll be here forever talking about this because it's so fucking ridiculous. It, it's really funny. So apparently there's some sort of... I don't know what the fuck is going on here. So what happens in this first one? So Jimmy Olsen is at work at the Daily Planet covering some sort of weird thing happening at a satellite dish. And... Somehow, like, a bunch of radio waves oh, okay. uh, congeal and create this ship. Creates a ship, you know, because... In which, and what happens, oh man, a killer dame gets out of it. But she also has a, what they're calling her dog, and I don't know. Well, they assume it's a pet. Yeah, they assume it's her pet because she's holding a leash. The pet looks like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It really, really does. It's really gross. It's got, like, fly eyes and, like, antenna. It's got fly eyes. It's and got... it's got, like, uh, shoulder-length red hair, but, like, a bald spot up top. So it's, like, that guy that you always see, like, the county fair who just will not cut his hair even though he's bald. And he's got arms that come out of his chest. Yeah. Like, it's weird because he's yeah. wearing, like, this vest. He, like, he a green, kinda... and per- green and orange vest. And he's got fur and... Yeah. I kinda, I thought he was looked like he was wearing, like, a prison jumpsuit, but he has, like, beetle wings on the back. Right. Yeah. So, and, and everybody's like, look at that killer dame and her ugly dog. And so she, this thing, what's it called? Gnor? Gnor. Gnor. Sees Jimmy. Gnor. 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 Sees Jimmy in the crowd and he automatically grabs Jimmy because apparently all living things on their planet have red hair. So Jimmy has red hair. Jimmy being King Ginger of Metropolis. Yes, and they're like, "You're our friend. Show us around, please." And they're like, "Good, good call." And I like that on the news that like they report this oh, for like romance. And they're like, "Ha ha, romance!" Like, yeah, they're like, because "Is he going to find it with this killer Dave?" Because he's going to take around this chick and her ugly dog. Dog thing. And then he. Um, so he picks her up. He picks her up, and he's like, "What are you going to do? I guess we're going on a picnic." And you know, and so she takes. He takes him in a boat. And they find kryptonite floating in the water. Now, I was not aware kryptonite could float. But apparently kryptonite can float. So they find a piece of kryptonite floating, floating? in the water. What? Really it's good. just hanging out. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, wow, isn't that lucky? I'm so glad I found this kryptonite. And before he can finish the sentence, Nor, like, makes all sorts of colors of kryptonite appear to the point where they're literally sitting on top of a kryptonite mountain. Where was he in... That Batman Superman book where right? they need to Batman needs to find all the kryptonite, the search for the kryptonite, and to search it and fucking hide it and all that stuff. Well, because, and they're gonna all throw it into space, except Batman kept all of it, like at least one piece of each kind. Yeah, uh, in the Batcave because he's kind of a dick. Yeah, always a huge yeah. dick. Uh, where was this? Where's Nor? I don't know. Apparently, Nor would have been helpful because he just got all the kryptonite. Not all of it. Like, all of it. Like literally, it's a huge mountain inside it's like of this a big lake mountain now. Of fruity pebbles. It does. 
And he's like, no, I, I wanted to hide it before it could hurt Superman. So Nor like puts it in a crack in the ground. Just throws it back in the ground. <laughs> Which for some reason that never comes up again. No. Yeah, you know, if he's looking matter. for is if somebody if Lex Luthor has never come across this giant cachet of all the kryptonite of every kryptonite every ever, kryptonite you know, color ever. Apparently, thank God for crisis <laughs> because <laughs> it scattered it. You'd be fucked. Yeah. Anyway, so they go to the fun house. Yeah, and the girl's so happy because she can look at many mirrors of her, which is just so fucking stupid. Uh, they didn't think well, highly. She's an alien, so you know, sure. she's excited for everything. They didn't really think highly of the ladies back in the day. Uh, so they're going to get a hot dog. And Jimmy says, oh man, I could eat a horse or something. He's like, I can eat a hot dog as big as a horse. Because he's like, you know, he's ready to deep throat this hot dog. Yeah. And uh, Nora was like, oh, well, I'll make a, I'll make a hot dog as big as a horse. And, and it has make, legs and everything. Well, no, he makes he makes this giant hot dog. Oh, that's right. And he's like, oh, man, because, you know, Nora's being very nice to me again. So, you know, we need to get this hot giant hot dog out of here. Which I'm like, actually, I'm like, that's not too big of a deal. It's just a giant hot dog. Just fucking eat it. Uh, it's, almost, it's bigger than he is, though. Yeah, but so what? Just eat it. Just put it on the dirt and eat it. But I don't know if... Have other people eat it. But, yeah, now it's on the ground. We'll just cut the part off that ain't touching the ground. <laughs> Gross. Or have somebody help Would you pick you it up. Would you eat a floor hot dog? As long as it's been, you know, as long as it's whatever. So, so this part's only touching the ground. Okay, so would you be like, wow, giant hot dog. I would just run up, as, he's, as he's holding this right now, I would run up to it and take a big bite. <laughs> and just run away and be like, ha ha! Run, run, run. I was like, oh no, that man with a giant, with, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a Amish beard just ate my hot dog, my giant hot dog I've been holding. <laughs> Oh, man, it's weird. But for some reason, he goes, he's like, well, get this horse-sized hot dog out of here, gallop out of here. So, of oh, course, it, it develops legs. horse legs, and Jimmy rides the hot dog. Yeah, he sure does. Literally rides it. Yep. It's some good riding. I mean... He rides it where I don't know. This this Appa- this, just, this sort of riding of uh, a sausage-shaped object is rarely seen outside of, like, X-Tube. But, well, here's uh, a, but, but he does a really good job. But here's a question. So he rides it somewhere, but what happens to it? I'm assuming, because it says he fixes it, he reverses it. So you never get to see what happens. I'm assuming he just makes it small again. Oh, he undoes it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I was wondering if it just like, it's, it's this, this... Stop uh, riding my hot this dog. sentient hot dog horse creature is existing in uh, having a painful existence. Because <laughs> like, Jimmy just had to get off of it somehow. And it's, just, it's like that Simpsons where it's like, why? Why was yeah. I programmed to feel pain? Exactly. There's, there's this poor <laughs> hot dog monster. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. Okay, so, um, so... So anyway, so this lady... So this lady gets tired. She gets tired a lot, you know, which mm-hmm. we find out why later. But so she... Um, so as she's... You know, she, she, so Jimmy's like... It's funny because Jimmy's like... Oh, he's like, oh, Shara, you're beautiful... Um, you're a real doll. You're a real doll. And she starts crying, and she starts crying. And she goes in the, in the ship with Nor, yeah. and Lucy Lane shows up, and you know the next day, because he's supposed to pick her up. Oh no, he went and he took Nor for a walk, and he comes back to her place to like give her Nor back, and the ship leaves, and he's like, "Oh, Shara, Shara, I'm so sad." Well, no, because Lucy goes on the ship. To tell Shara oh, yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Lucy loves Jimmy for some fucking reason. He's a total putz. He is a putz. Why she's into this guy is beyond me, but whatever. 
So, and then it takes off and he's sad. Flies away, and then so he has Nor and Lucy, and so... Why are they going to see... They go to Star Labs or something? They go to the professor... Because they want to go... Oh, she takes him. She's like, oh... Because he's feeling listless. He's like, oh, I'm feeling really tired. And she's like, oh, I know it'll make you feel better. Let's go see Professor whatever Let's go see Inventions. Let's go see some shit he's been working on. So they go, and he's like, hey, look at my cool aging ray, which I don't know why you'd ever create an aging ray, but whatever. He's like, look at my cool aging ray, and he, like, accidentally turns it the wrong way and makes them, Lucy and Jimmy, get old. And then when that happens, Nor's leash jumps out of Jimmy's hand and goes into the professor's hand. But. But. And there's always a but. But it's Superman in disguise as the professor. Superman, the. Master of disguise. Master of disguise. He's like Batman. He really is. He's wearing a prosthetic old man top of head. Yes. And then they're just like, ha ha, this is what happened. Nor is really a parasite, which, uh... That Shara told Lucy and before she died because Nor sucked out all of her energy. And so then when Jimmy got old, he thought he needed a new host, which is why the leash went to Yeah, because she was this guy. She was an android getting, you know, surprised in life juice because he needed life juice for his host. You know, yes. you know, Nor is the king or whatever. But apparently she really fell in love with Jimmy, which I don't know why. Like maybe she was really impressed with how he rode that hot dog. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I mean She was like shit, he could take well, it. Also get, too, this I mean, guy's well, awesome. We're gonna get be- the pegging. I'm gonna peg you with this Frankfurter. Can't wait to peg you with the Frankfurter. Oh boy! Uh, I think that's what happened. How come that didn't come up at all? I know why. These old comics so rarely mention. You'd be great. It'd be great about nowhere. It's like she's like I, 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 I'm sorry. I died before I got to peg Jimmy with a frozen hot dog. Superman's like, hey, we can save her. Superman's like, I didn't know you were into that, Jimmy. No wonder you're my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, and Jimmy's like, but Superman, now you're the one holding the leash. Isn't that terrible? And Superman's like, oh, don't worry about it. Nor can't handle my energy, and Nor explodes. (laughs) (laughs) And Superman's okay with it. He just killed this thing. Oh, Superman, Superman, Superman doesn't give it, yeah, Superman. He didn't put it in his little zoo that he has up at the fortress. Or whatever he does with all those other animals that he catches from other worlds. He just fucking killed this thing. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. everybody's like, oh, that'll teach them. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those aliens. Isn't that great? Yeah, Zuma's totally a dick here. <laughs> he just killed this fourth. I mean, I realize that it's a parasite, but it's not his fault he's a parasite. It's just the way he is. And, like, instead of being like, well, I'm going to take him up and maybe try to figure out a way he can live his existence, Superman flat out kills him. Yes. God loves Superman. Who just, just <laughs> I just I just love sometimes in these books. Where it's just, they, they, and they justify go, all the terrible they, things they, that happen. Like, these, these are three stories in the one. You know, and they're just like I got out of the story. I don't know, Superman just blows it up. Yeah, it's cool. He can't take Superman's energy. He dies. Yeah, all right, it's cool. okay. Let's yeah. end it on a dog joke. All right, and on a and dog I, joke, and you know, there's a woman's like, "Hold my leash, Jimmy," and he's like, and he runs ah! away, screaming. That's the end of that. All right, so here's the last. Here's the second issue, and I'll try to go through this because this is. We're going to be ripping on this forever. But apparently, 
Jimmy has become an honorary member of the Legion. Legion, which big fucking deal. You know, <laughs> you know you're, Sean loves Legion. Yeah, good job, buddy. So, uh, Chameleon Boy gives him like a juice of some it's sort. Chameleon Boy juice. Chameleon Boy juice to help him, you know, with his. Uh, well, because what Jimmy wants to do is write an article about what it's like to be a member of the Legion, but in Jimmy's time. So Chameleon Boy's like, here, have this vial of my juice. Not going to tell you where I got it from, but have a vial of it. And when you drink it, that will give you powers just like me, and you can change it to anything you want, but it will wear off. Uh, so Jimmy's like, great, awesome. I can't wait to drink your nasty juice out of this vial. Thanks, Chameleon Boy. I'll totally drink what it is. <laughs> Whatever. You Thank you for give giving me, me give your me man from your space. fucking bodily fluid in a vial. Thanks so much, buddy. Yeah, yeah. He probably goes back because it's just toilet water. <laughs> it's totally toilet water. So apparently, as all that's going on, Superman is in space because that's where Superman usually is. Superman's in space, and because of this... All, the anti-Superman gang, is that what they're called? <laughs> yes. The anti-Superman gang has decided uh, that they're going to kill Jimmy because Superman can't save him now, which, I don't, again, Jimmy's a putz. I don't know why you'd bother. <laughs> so that's what's happening right now. And everybody is, like, right up to the like, like everybody, he is. The, everybody in this comic, save the Legion. Legion? Legion. <laughs> Legion. Is uh, an assassin for hire wanting to kill Jimmy? Which Olsen. is actually really funny. So and the whole city of Metropolis is nothing but dudes who want to kill Jimmy. Actually, I think this is funny. So he's about like he has the tonic in his hand. The guy's like, "I'm gonna kill you," and Jimmy's like, well, "Maybe if I drink this." And he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna faint. Can I drink this nerve tonic?" And it's like, and the guy's like, "Sure." <laughs> he's like, "Well, it's an extra ten thousand if he's alive." Oh well, so. that's some nice. He even if he fainted, wouldn't that just make this guy's job easier? Yeah. He'd be like, dude. like, all right, sweetie's out. Pick him pass up. Pass out. Tie we're him good. up. We're, we're good. No, but he lets him drink this nerve tonic so Jimmy is not going to pass out. So now you have to deal with him conscious. But he spe- But what happens is he spills spills too much of it and he drinks whatever's left and it makes it makes him only give half Superman power or uh, chameleon, lead, powers. chameleon powers. In his face. In his head. Yeah, that's it. So every his body stays the same, but his head transforms into whatever he wants. So he wants to become a kangaroo, and he just has a kangaroo face. And then he, like, is like, well, that's not going to work. So he looks at his statue of the Justice League, where Aquaman is holding... A swordfish, and he's got also... And an octopus. His octopus. His octopus has got a name. It's a... Oh, that's right. He does have a name. Blanket on his name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I know. Bot-obo? Something like that. Obobo? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a trivia question I got wrong. It was a, yeah, it was. I, I couldn't, none of us could think about it. No, and but. I should know it, but I don't. Anyway, so it's them, and he's like, oh, I'm going to make my face look like that uh, swordfish. swordfish. So he does. He does, and he uses his pointy nose to knock the gun out the window, and he runs. And so funny, this is actually really it's funny, because he just keeps running into people, and everybody's like, he's like, oh, my God, a police officer. He's like, I'm not a police officer. Topo. Topo. Okay. There it is. All right, sorry. Yeah, so everybody, he, he like, runs up to a police officer. He's like, hey, police officer, please help me. People are trying to kill me. He's like, uh, I just rented this uniform. I'm not a cop either. Yeah, I like that everybody is just, you know. Everyone's out everyone. to kill him. And he just, uh, so, so, so he turns, so he decides that he wants to change his head, you know, uh, to a stone. Oh, yeah. Because the police <laughs> officer is about to hit him with his nightstick. He's like, hey, I'm going to get my money and knock you out. 
and uh, he turns his head into stone, it stick breaks. breaks, and uh, Jimmy proceeds to headbutt him into unconsciousness. Which really, that should have broken that guy's jaw into like 18 pieces. <laughs> no, he's hitting him in the chest, he's breaking his freaking, even give him a heart attack. Yeah, that guy should probably be dead right now. And it's very impossible that he is. You basically gave him like, like a drop to cinder block on his chest. Pretty much, and that guy could should probably be dead, and he might be. So then he hails a taxi, of course, it's another guy trying to kill him, and this guy has the most convoluted plot to kill Jimmy, which is to put him in a taxi and put two Black Widow spiders on him that will hopefully bite him. But you don't die instantly from Black Widow bite. So I don't know what this guy was thinking. But he puts him in a taxi, and he's like, ha ha ha, Black Widow spiders, and Jimmy's like, I'll become an anteater, and I will eat these spiders. And the guy, uh, justifiably, gets really fucking creeped out by that. And like, it's basically, it's not Jimmy's head as an whole anteater. It's just his jaw yeah, it's just his as an, jaw. an anteater's tongue. And he's like, mm, yum, yum. Ooh, you got more? These are delicious. He's like, you fucking maniac. And, and the, the guy like gets freaked out. And he's like, you know what? Money's not worth it. And he runs. Fair enough. So um, he gets out of the cab. And then his ear gets gigantic. And he hears like some guys keeping tabs on him. And then yeah. fog rolls in, which is very convenient, and he runs into the museum. Hey, where the fuck does the fog come from? I don't know, but it's like only around him. A fog's rolling in. I'll duck out. Yeah, because what the hell's going on? That, I, that's, I don't that, know. that's not good for uh, Metropolis. Right? So but, he runs in, and there's these two guys, two assassins, getting dressed in like knight's armor. Because that's what they're gonna do. Is they're gonna get to jump on him as a knight, as a bunch of knights. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy turns his face into uh, he, just like his teeth into like walrus tusks or mastodon uh, tusks. Ma- so he's just like got those coming out of his mouth. You know, mind you, he's still wearing his tweed suit and bow tie this entire time. So all this shit's going on while he's still dressed up, and he like throws the knights on top of a fossil right. thing. After this one's my favorite next one. So he runs outside. <laughs> In the fog. In the fog. And he yeah. sees somebody dressed like a kid on a motorcycle. Dressed like him. Dressed like him. He's like, oh, it must be a fan club member. Which, uh, why wouldn't you have a Jimmy Olsen fan club where people fucking cosplay as you? So, it is a, 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 yeah. yeah no, just <laughs> just like on a daily that basis. in itself, but it's... <laughs> fucking daily basis. And he's like, hey, I'm Jimmy Olsen, can I get a lift? And the kid's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not, I was like, you know what? I'm not a kid. I'm not a kid. I'm a midget who masqueraded as a fan, and I'm going to... Kill you. Kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Jimmy changes his face into a skeleton head, like Skeletor, and the guy goes, oh my god, now I'm terrified, it must have come from the cemetery, and he drives away. And that's how Jimmy <laughs> vanquishes this dude who's literally holding a gun he on him. vanquishes a midget on a motorcycle that must have... That's little like, person. Little person that's like, I'm wearing a fucking shoot suit. I'm dressed up like you, so you will think I'm a fan club member. And hopefully stop me as you're walking through the streets of Metropolis. Is this ever going to end? Again, very convoluted very, uh, way of getting this taken care of. So anyway, okay. Jimmy finally gets to the airport. And just as he's about to get on a plane, he gets sucker punched by some dude. He's sucker punched and basically, you know. They haul him in to see the anti, anti-Superman club. Anti-Superman gang. Oh, I'm sorry. Gang. And they're all like, ah and you know, nobody's going to save you now except for Superman. And, and he's Superman's like, not here. Who's going to save you now? fucker and so jimmy touches his face and makes his face look like superman's face everybody gets freaked and everybody out. gets freaked out but you know that guy's holding a gun and he's pointing it at superman and i realize that bullets bounce off superman but wouldn't you just shoot him anyway yeah if they just tried to shoot him and jimmy would have died that's the thing i would have just been and like oh my god richard 
Right? I don't know. But sure, nobody, they just all run away because he has Superman's face. He doesn't have Superman's body, Superman's height, anything else. He just has his face, and these idiots believe that's enough. Even though they, I'm sure that they've gotten reports from their fellow bad guys that this guy, that Jimmy's face has been doing all this weird shit all day, they just believe it's Superman, and they run away. Yeah. <laughs> and so then Superman, of course, shows up, and after all the guys are gone, and... Jimmy's like, I can't wait for me and my pal Superman to laugh about this for a long, long time. Oh, he's not the gonna, end. He's not gonna give a shit. <laughs> he's like, use my face to what? <laughs> Superman probably would think it's funny because he killed that other guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, I just killed, I killed. I, remember when I helped kill that, that alien? Yeah, that was great, Superman. Yeah. Let's laugh about how we made fools of these obviously uh, mentally incapacitated humans. <laughs> So, uh, last story in this book. Last story. And it's the one that the cover is based on. King Olsen's Private Island. That's right. So, basically... It's a strip club. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's just a strip club. <laughs> it's called King Olsen's Private Island. I would have loved that that, was, that that would happen. Why is there not a strip club named King Olsen's Private Island? Uh, anyways, so he goes... So, so apparently, the Jimmy has a task to interview a guy that shows a captain. I'm assuming this is uh, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> um, shows up in Metropolis, and he's the only man in the world who owns a country. Yep, uh, sure. Only guy. And no reporters have ever mentioned him. Now, mind you, this guy has only... You know, now, mind you, this is uh, news. Oh, yeah. This is this, is, cause this plays into something later that it doesn't quite make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense at all, because it's he's the only guy who owns a country, and it's because he has, like, this random island. But, like... Johnny Depp owns a fucking island. Well, this is, but he wasn't alive yet. Yeah, but it's possible to own an island and still not be a king. Right. Right? Okay, so even back then, I'm, I'm assuming this was a thing. So. So Jimmy basically sees this guy, and this guy, is like, he's like, hey, you know Well, didn't he not want to give anybody an interview? No, he wouldn't give anybody interviews, and he's still holding to that, but Jimmy saves this guy from getting hit by a car. A truck. A truck or whatever, and Jimmy's like, and he's like, well, I'll tell you the story about my island. Basically, he just shows up at this island and... He says, his own. hey, sweet, it's an island. It's mine. I live here now. No I Asian have... owns this land. I was like, how do you know? Well, <laughs> exactly. There might actually be people on there, which 90% of the time when people thought that it was uninhabited, there were natives. How do you know? And this you don't guy's know. like, fuck it, I'll, I'll just take it. So Jimmy gets a dope scoop. Colonialism, it's a thing. Yeah. He gets a scoop, and then, um... He's like, oh, I, I love that this guy didn't want to tell anybody how he got this island. He tells it to Jimmy, and it takes two panels. And that's it. Like, that's the story that he didn't want to tell so, anybody. Yeah, he found this island, which was, I got on, I, I took my ship, I got on an island, and I said, mine. And that's how he became king of an island. That's it. That's it. That's the only he didn't have to fight any bloody battles. I'm really glad that Jimmy's going to be able to fill fucking six inches of space in a newspaper with that story. So anyway, uh, that that's the story. This is why this is why print is dead. Yeah, pretty much. So Jimmy goes back to Metropolis, uh, and he hears. Is this where he hears that the guy died? Like there was a shipwreck. He hears that. The, yeah, he hears that he fell into the. You know, this the guy, guy who fell. owned the island. Yeah. Died. Died. No, he fell. Yeah, he shipwrecked, and uh, he's like, well. The sea has claimed I'll go, another. Let's go take, I like how they call this the. the no, no, no. Okay. it's not that he, the island has. He died in a. 
in the shipwreck. Yeah. And what happened is because Jimmy saved his life like a week ago, this guy has left him the island. No, it's the next day. Oh no, a few weeks later. I'm yeah, sorry. it's okay. like a couple weeks later. And apparently, who's this old man knows no one else, has never met another mm-hmm. person, has no siblings, uh, nothing. No buddies from school, nothing. He decides to leave it to this random reporter who just happened to push him out of the, out of the way of a train of a truck. Right. So uh, apparently, that's the way you get inheritance. So start pushing people out of the way of cars. Yeah. Don't push them into cars. Push Not them away. yeah, away from. You might get all their shit. So they take. So so Jimmy gets the island. And he's like, well, let's take the flying newsroom, <laughs> which I love. I love that. <laughs> flying at the fucking helicopter, driving to God knows where the fuck this island is. Wow. I'm assuming it's somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean because Metropolis. Well, Metropolis is what I. Uh, we you know, we determined it's you know, supposed to be New York, right? And so is Gotham though in this like weird way. Gotham is actually in Rhode Island. Yes, according to Young Justice, Gotham is in Rhode Island. So I really like to think that Bas- Batman has a Boston accent and really loves dunks. Right. But, you know, so they fly to this, wherever the fuck is Bermuda. Sure, Bermuda, sounds you know, right. And they're like, they go into this cave, and there's all this gold in there. And they're like, obviously statues of the native people who once lived on this island, uh, who actually own it, and are no longer there. And this guy's like, yeah, nobody ever owned this, it's mine. <laughs> they're like, wait, there's all these amazing statues of shit, but whatever. So... Is, didn't they say, like, oh, this island must have sunk and, like, reemerged or something? Yeah, basically, you know, at some point it was a part of Atlantis or some shit. So, oh, so, so Aquaman owns this. Right? Aquaman should be like, you stab everybody with a trident, you know, this is and, be, and, and, and be like, and, you know, Superman shows up, you killed Jimmy Olsen. He's like, yeah, he fucking tried to take my land. This is my land. I'm people, a, people, people king die of the sea, land. you guys. Yeah, it's his territory. Yeah. But so, anyway, he, um, he sees these figures and one of them is holding like a large globe yeah and jimmy picks it up and he's like hmm oh nice it's a big globe and then he starts acting like dick yeah basically he's acting like he's like i hate you know i'm the king he's like i'm the king fuck you uh lucy lane i would never date a commoner yeah. <laughs> uh, hey perry fuck your newsroom uh, tears up tears up it makes perry drop his cigar in shock yeah because he? he rips up his press pass, tells Lois that she's a second-rate reporter or whatever. I don't think he actually does that, but I'm sure he thought it. And and they get back all, in the flying newsroom and go to hell. Yeah, fuck you in your flying newsroom, which is just a helicopter you call a flying newsroom because you put guys a bunch of fucks. So they like all get in the thing and they leave. So there's Jimmy on his island, and Superman returns from space. It gets lands on top of the Daily Planet building. Well, no, they try. No, they try to come back. Oh, do they try to come back? They try to come back, oh, and that's when he somehow crafted this giant statue of himself, painted with God knows what. I don't know. I don't even know how he got the supplies. He said he hired workers to build, like I would say, what, like a thirty foot tall I statue of himself. To hire workers, but how'd you get into the island? I don't know. Nobody How did it. he get off the island? He told them to take the flying newsroom and shove it, so he was stranded <laughs> on this island. Oh my god. <laughs> This makes no sense. No, it makes no sense. But, like, there's, like, a 30-foot-tall statue of Jimmy wearing, like, a cape that's trimmed with, like, fur and, like, a crown. And he's holding a sign that says, warning, this is Olsen Island. Trespass at your own risk. Came King James Olsen the first. Yeah. Uh, so they come back and they try to talk some sense into him. And not working. So he... He has his own flag. Kind of looks like a Jughead flag, to be honest with you, from yeah. Archie. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, 
And he J-O, jerk off. Yeah, and he tells Lois and her sister to go shove it. Get back on your flying newsroom and go pound sand. Yeah, get back in your flying newsroom, you guys. And, and so they do. Uh, so then he's thinking about, so they leave, and he's talking, he's thinking his head about this kryptonite that apparently was in the sea. The Superman once thrown into the sea. How, how did he? It says there's a lead box full of kryptonite that Superman once throw, threw into the sea, and Jimmy went and found it. Well, you know, he paid the deep sea divers well, he paid, to find it. Somehow he, he knew where it was, and he went, which I'm sure... That is helpful if Superman's trying to get rid of kryptonite for people to know exactly where it fucking is. Uh-huh. So he paid some people to go retrieve it, so now he has this, like, box of kryptonite that he's going to use to kill Superman. So Superman shows up, and he's like, he's like, oh, man, alien criminals meet Supergirl. Yeah, we fucked him up. Yeah, I'm so, so great. I hope I killed a bunch of people, too. <laughs> you totally killed, killed. All, killed all the aliens. And it's one of these off-site missions. He kills everybody. Superman's just fucking killing everybody. He's like, nobody's yeah, Don't, don't believe Superman. He's not, you know, truth, justice, blah, 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 blah. He's killing motherfuckers. Oh, he, he, I mean, he totally uh, so blew up that alien. He with absolutely dish. did. And so I'm sure that him and Supergirl did the same thing with these. And so They just played God and just smashed yeah. and destroyed with his eye beams. Exactly. He's like, I've decided that whatever you're doing is wrong, so I will kill you now. Because I'm right. Uh, good job, Superman. So he, um... Off he, to make a belt. Off to make some belts. So he lands, and Lois, like, runs up to him, and she's like, oh my god, I don't know what the hell Jimmy's thinking. He thinks he, owns, like, is a king of an island, and he's being a dick, and he made fun of our flying newsroom, and I'm really mad at him. He made fun of our flying newsroom. <laughs> he, he said it was stupid. I named it. He said it was dumb, and I'm mad at him now. He called my sister a commoner. <laughs> I thought you were going to use another C word. <laughs> so he like, and, and Lois is like, and he, he says he doesn't want to ever see you again, Superman, and you better keep your distance. And Superman, of course, is like, Lois, Jimmy's my friend. I'm going to go hang out with him. And she's like, no, really, Superman? He's like, women. He's really a dick. <laughs> he like flies off. And so he goes towards the island and Jimmy catapults all of his kryptonite at him, which is a really good tactic to throw all of your weapon at at once at your enemy. He's got great aim, though. He really does. And Superman's like, oh, there it is, and he flies away. He flies away. Because and then... he could have just flown out of distance until the kryptonite was gone, like, in the sea again, and then gone to the island because Jimmy used all his shit, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. <sighs> uh, so he does that, and just as Superman goes away... This, uh, what's his name? Bolin. Yeah, the guy who gave Jimmy the island emerges from the sea. Captain Bolin shows up and he's like, ah, well, you know what? I was an alien. Yeah, I was one of the aliens that Superman was off killing. And I got away, so here I am. And I had a trap for him. And you ruined it. Because you're an asshole. See, but this guy was an alien the whole time. I don't Like, so you mean he was on Earth? generating... The whole time. Yeah, like he was owning islands. I don't know. I mean, like, if you were an alien who's being hunted down by Superman, would you go to his home planet? But he was living amongst us. But I don't know. Was he living amongst us, or did he just show up? I don't know. That's why I was so confused. And, like, not only that, was he just walking around, like, waiting for a truck to almost hit him so Jimmy would be in the right place at the right time? 
so he yeah. could give this island to Jimmy? Because it just chanced that they met. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, this is why it's just... It, do, it doesn't make any, make it, any it, sense. There's no fucking reason. And Jimmy's like, yeah, but, you know, I... I under I knew what was going on. I like that this alien has old man, white old man hair. Yeah, he does. He's an old man alien. It's actually really. <laughs> he kind of does look like an old man, even without being an alien face. Yeah, yeah. But Jimmy's like, oh, but don't you understand? Like, I already knew this was your plan because when I picked up that big gold globe thing, it was three times heavier than it should have been, and I knew it was gold kryptonite. Because apparently Cause, Jimmy yeah. is an alien geologist that can just feel things by weight. Yeah, and apparently he's been around enough gold kryptonite to know how much a humongous globe of it would weigh. Ugh. Just by touching it. And so... And if it's that damn heavy, though, how is he able to fucking hold it? He shouldn't be able to hold if it. If it's three times as heavy as gold, you can't tell me that gold and that is was that a, I mean, that was, it was like a beach ball-sized gold globe. And you're telling me and that And if that's Jimmy solid gold, you, nobody could lift it. Just, you just fall on the ground like an ass. Yeah, but no, Jimmy knew. So then he engraved on the kryptonite that he shot at Superman... Don't come on the island, there's gold kryptonite. But somehow he was able to engrave it so... Microscopically. And in great penmanship. Yes, so Superman could read it with his microscopic vision. Instead, I, I, I'm glad Jimmy knew he would use his worthless power to do yeah. that. So, uh, Superman borrows Wonder Woman's lasso, and lasso's the alien Wait, did he guy. actually borrow her lasso? No, but I, I just don't know where else he got that lasso from. Apparently, he had a giant lasso because he was up in the sky so far away, and he just throws this giant, the, the biggest lasso ever. That's why I think it was Wonder Woman's. But her lasso isn't that big. I mean, it's on her waist all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not that big. I mean, usually she only uses it, like... In my head, he borrowed her lasso. Because it makes this comic book more interesting. Hmm. I want to know how that went. Yeah. And so... It's like, Diana, let me borrow your last song. I'm going to use it from a guy from space. I'm going to kill this alien with it. And she's probably like, okay, because Wonder Woman has no problem killing people. Because she's an actual warrior. So um, Jimmy was like, oh, don't worry, Superman. You can come to the island now because I've thrown the gold kryptonite globe down a, a fucking crevice. Much like Nort did with the other it kryptonite. It's all with Nort's other shit. We just threw it down a hole in the ground. And it's totally okay. And so Superman's like, that's good work, Jimmy. This is so wonderful. I'm glad, you know, you're the best pal ever. And then everybody forgives him because Superman explains why Jimmy is being such a dick. Uh, and everybody who's used to forgiving Superman for acting like a dick forgives Jimmy, except for Lucy Lane, who's like, dude, you call me a commoner. Fuck you. I don't want to date you anymore. And Jimmy's like, but Superman told you why I did it. Why won't you date me? And that's how it ends. <laughs> Maybe because you can't just be a dick just to be a dick, even if you're trying to help Superman. Because they all know that Superman's a dick. They saw what he did to that alien. Yeah, but apparently everybody's okay with it. Well, that's Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 85, from 1965. 65. Good lord. It's an old book. Yeah, it's old, but it's a goodie. It's, it is. I love those old books because they make no fucking sense. We have a few more of those, too, we'll get to. So oh, we might so just roll, roll those out. But uh, that's it for our show this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you checking us out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AngryHeroSean, S-H-A-W-N. Also, my Tumblr, TheAngryHero.tumblr.com. And I am at Jen Stansfield on Tumblr and Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry, at Instagram and Twitter. 
uh, jenstansfield.tumblr.com and jenstansfield.wordpress.com. All right, folks. Thank you to Comics on Comics, Hands Action Network, as always. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.